I open my phone, and you know that we're directed to the Church Center app. That's kind of the heart of the church, and if you have a smartphone, you're able to access that, and you can see who the people are in the church, and you get contact information. You can find events. You can register for events, uh, prayer gatherings. We had a, a wonderful fall festival yesterday, just a fun day, snow and fire and fun, and so you can, their game, game night happened this week on a Thursday, it, a lot of different opportunities for you. There's a baptism Sunday coming up. That's how you sign up for those things. And also on a Sunday, we have a, an app, and it's called Planning Center, Planning Center Services. And uh, a lot of different aspects of that that help us uh, navigate and streamline and not just be effective, but be efficient in the life of the church. So I opened up Planning Center Services this morning on my phone. And if I counted correctly, there are 46 positions that were filled this morning, 46 different positions happening around the building, people with uh, children right now in the nursery. There's a couple of folks in there. I know who those people are. You clearly saw people up here on the platform. Folks did transition. And then there are uh, probably um, twice, twice as many people behind the scenes doing particular things. And it's a family Sunday, so that's not even counting necessarily all the folks that might be teaching classes or, or things like that. So I looked at that, and 40, 45, 46 different positions of people doing things on a, on a Sunday. And there's an option on there where you can say, I confirm, pending, or denied. You get to do that. We love to see confirmed. It's not too hard. There's a little green checkbox, and you put your finger on it, and then all the magic happens. And you touch that little green check mark and confirmed. We love, we love to, keep, to, to, to see confirmed. Uh, occasionally, we'll have someone that confirms and then doesn't show. We don't like that. We don't like when someone confirms that they're going to be somewhere and then just doesn't show. There's also the confirmed where you hit the button and you confirm on Monday, but somewhere around Thursday or Friday, you back out. We don't like that one either. That's not our favorite one. Our favorite one is when you confirm and you show and you live in the moment and you, you feel the whole thing. It's an invitation and you say yes, and not just on Monday, you continue to say yes and it doesn't slip your mind and Saturday it's still on your mind and Sunday you're aware and all the things that are necessary to be wherever you're going to be on a Sunday, you're there. We love to see that. That's the same thing that the pastor of Christway Rome felt. Christway Rome had a pastor. His name was Peter. And we are going to read from 2 Peter this morning. The invitation that we get when we confirm it. That's the call today. Confirm his invitation. And not just once, and not just Monday. No age limit on it. We have age limits on things you can do around here. If you're 11, there are some things you can't do. Because we're just not going to let you. However, no age limit on this invitation. 
And we're going to read the pastor of the Church of Rome, what he said about it. I'm going to go to 2 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 1. I'm going to read down 10 or 11 verses. I'm in the message. It says, Simon Peter, I, Simon Peter, I am a servant and an apostle. I cannot go past that. I can't. I would be doing a disservice to go past pointing out the order that the veteran saint of God listed. The veteran saint of God said, I am a servant and an apostle. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Uh, those are offices of the church. Those are ones that could roll off your tongue if you've been around church for a while. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I can walk up to you and say, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Andy, I'm a, I'm a pastor. You'd be like, okay. We'd continue our conversation. If I walked up and said, hi, I'm Andy, I'm an apostle, our conversation might take a hiccup. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I'm a prophet. Hello, I'm Andy. I'm a prophet. Sometimes we have issues with all of those kinds of things. The office of apostle, the one that comes alongside, leads, sees, visionary, sees things in people, guides it. The father for the fatherless church comes around and leads. That's not what he led with. He led with, I'm a servant. And an apostle. Just can't go past that without saying something. An apostle of Jesus Christ, he says, I write this to you whose experience with God is as life-changing as ours. Now, who is this audience? It's not the first book. You can see on the bottom of the screen, it's not the first book he wrote. It's the second. It's a follow-up to the first it's not a different audience. It's a follow-up to the first book. And he said, I'm writing it to you whose experience with God is as life-changing as ours. These are people that are in the mix. We're not handing out tracts on the street just randomly at a bus stop for whoever comes up. We have no idea going, do you know Jesus? How about you? Do you know Jesus? How about you? Do you know Jesus? Like, that's not what's going on here. This is an audience of people. Look at that. Look at how it's phrased. You whose experience with God is as life-changing as ours. I was sitting over here praying about the next seven days, today being a preemptive day for the next seven days and the next Sunday for about 50 people in here. It's going to be Freedom Weekend. And the change of life that they are not even aware of yet that is going to happen and this Sunday, next week, they are going to be different human beings. Life-changing. And you know what they could say to me? They're like, I've had life change. I get it. So did I. And then I walked in this particular space that God ordained and the timing of it all. And there was an invitation. And as you said yes, I said yes. And confirming that invitation changed everything. Life-changing all due to our God's straight dealing and the intervention of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you many times over, here we go, as you deepen. 
Isn't that your hope? Isn't that your hope, really? That you deepen in relationship. Got married? Check that box. Good. <laughs> I'll be expecting three meals a day. Thank you so much. And I'll mow the grass. How about that? That'd be our trade. Uh-uh, that's not why I married Melinda. I told Melinda that if I'd married someone else, I hope they would have been okay with me calling her every few days. Because <laughs> I married her because I wanted to wake up with her every day. I wanted to have a relationship with her, and I wanted it to grow. And thank God, and by his grace, it continues to grow. I thank God for that. I wanted it to grow. I want it to deepen. I want my experience with God and Jesus, our master, because I'm his servant, to deepen. That's why I'm here every week. That's why you're here. Jeremy prayed for me today. He prayed that I would have joy in this moment as I walk across this platform, not just in leadership mode, which is so easy for me to be in because I'm the leader, leadership mode, but to, to enjoy the presence of the Lord and enjoy his spirit and his calling and step into it in a life-changing experience like we all can have. In verse 3, Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been, here's what's so super cool. It has been miraculously given to us. Miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. It's been given, but you're going to have to live in the miraculous. In order to receive this everything, in order to receive this everything that he has for us, hear what I'm telling you. In order to receive this, everything that he has for us, you've got to live in the miraculous. It is miraculously given. You'll have to receive it that way. There will be, you know what makes it a miracle? When you can't explain it. If you can explain it and draw a schematic and do a PowerPoint on it with three words that all start with the same letter, it's probably not a miracle. I mean, you, you can figure it out. But what about the miraculous? How many of us need some miraculous? How many of us understand? And I'll tell you this, when you're in that walking with him, as life-changing as he, he gives us, all that life change that he gives us, we're in those spaces. And it's so interesting that that's the stuff that prompts us and causes us to realize that I need you more. The more I have of you, Lord, the more I need you. And that's not a weakness. That's not a weakness to fall down <laughs> and say, I am empty and I am broken and I am open and I need you. That is not a weakness. That's something that I hope every single one of us leave here today being able to do. Today. Today being able. I'll tell you something I was telling upstairs, I was praying. I said, lately, the last several weeks, the Lord has kind of somewhere between prompted me and convicted me, somewhere in between there. I'm not feeling bad about it necessarily, just, just a little prompt in my heart. The prayers that I prayed 30 years ago in my conversion, I don't think those are the same prayers I'm praying now, and they might need to be. That's where I am real time right now, 11 o'clock Sunday morning, like right now. The prayers that I prayed when I knew exactly how much I needed him. 
I knew where my life wasn't going. I knew that I had control of all the things around my own life. And I did. I had control of them. Was not working. Whatever used to work for me wasn't working for me anymore. And in an open place where I was just, I got nothing to give you but open hands, open heart. He had an invitation for me. It is the miraculous. He does the super, and we do the natural. That miraculous moment. So everything that goes into life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. The best invitation we ever (laughs) received. And the call today, I believe every single person that had a microphone today touched on it. Touched on a salvation moment. Touched on a God connection right now moment. Touched Touched on banner one. Touched on... Salvation touched on rekindling it, reconnecting to it, taking it for the first time, a step of the space where we've been given an invitation. And we have to confirm that invitation. Peter says the best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises. Does anybody know what the King James says? (laughs) Exceeding, great and precious. Every once in a while, KJV trumps it, right? Just exceeding great and precious promises. Exceeding great. Do you know the difference between great and precious? Great is like great and precious. Precious is like this. Precious. Precious. I don't know. Was Emma Emma eight or nine when you did the cups thing? Eight great dates at eight years old. Emma's first date, Melinda took her on some dates, and the last date was with me. We were talking to her about esteem and morality and God and self-image and all those kinds of things. And the first one, eight years old, they went out to a, a little British tea house, and they had three different cups, styrofoam cup, a mug, and a china teacup. And the china teacup was probably a cup that our family had given to Melinda by a great, great aunt from St. Paul kind of thing, generationally handed down, and we have these, and they, they had that cup. And so she'd asked Emma, which one of these are you? How do you see yourself? A styrofoam cup, you use it and you throw it away. A mug is useful but not special, but a china teacup is precious. It is precious. How do you see you, and how will you let people see you? And the promises that he gives us, are they throwaway, or are they, are they to be squandered, or do we hold them great and precious? The promises of life, abundant, now, new, now, walking into new spaces today. Great and precious, terrific promises to pass on to you. Your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. Do you understand who he's talking to? These are folks that have been journeying. It's us. It's us. 
This isn't a Billy Graham crusade where you know, no one has a Bible. This is a book. It's basically a long email. It's written to us, to people that have been saved for a long time. People have been walking with God. We've, you get, we're walking with Him. We're living for Him. But we might be living less. Or we might be living in a spot where we are not confirming the salvation. Am I the only one that's walked around broke and then I found out I had 20 bucks in my jacket pocket? Sure am hungry, don't have any money, wish I did, and then you go home, you're like, I had a 20 in my pocket. That's what I'm talking about. This invitation to an amazing life. I don't know, you might say, I get it, Andy, I get it. And I would say, but you can live so much better. As a pastor, that's one of the things, let me lift the curtain a little bit. As a pastor, that's one of the things that I have to do business with as a pastor. That I'm, I, this, let me, let me, we got to say, his experience with God as life-changing as mine. Like this life-changing experience that I have. And I, and I watch people not step into it. And I'm like, but it's right here. It's right here. And I do my best every week to present like the food. You know, you weren't hungry until you passed it and you saw it. And you're like, oh, that looks good. And I try to do that for you. Like, your life can be better. We say it like this. You don't have to live like that. Like, you don't have to carry all that. You, you can, you are, you do, but you don't have to. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live under the shame. You don't have to live under the weight. You don't have to live under the guilt. And you can live with joy. You can look for hope. You can see things, and it can be hard. My life is just as hard as your life. Everybody's got their junk. Nobody wants to trade. We all got our junk. We all have history. We all have hurt. doesn't matter how you suit up. doesn't matter what costume you put on. We've all got stuff. We've got family stuff. We've got things that weigh on us. We've got sickness. It rains on the just and the unjust. we got it all. But thank God for that hope. Thank God for the hope. Not even heaven hope. <laughs> the hope of his presence now. The hope that there is one greater than myself. There is one that I can lean into and trust when I am flat struggling. There's struggle, it's hardship, there's problems. You go to a coach to get in shape. You weigh 250 pounds, you need to get to 220. Coach helps you get to 230. You're like, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, you should be feeling pretty good. You went from 250 to 230. Put on some muscle, your cardio's better. He's like, but our target was 220. Like, you know what? I think I'm good. That happened for me at a church once. They, they, they called me. They called me and said, hey, will you come work for us? Sure. We want you to help us with connection and spiritual growth. I would love to do that. I would love to come and help you put stuff in a U-Haul and moved my family and worked with this church. And the way the thing ended was we were talking about their spiritual growth. And I said, doing good, got a little more to go. 
And they're like, you saying we're not spiritual? That's not what I said, but I said, you do have a little bit to go. And they said, well, we're good here. I said, okay, then you don't need me anymore. Okay, we're good. So, you know what? We can all say we're good, but you know what? Guess what? He's still inviting. There's still an invitation. Don't you love it? He's still inviting. He's inviting us all into abundant life. I believe it's in Ezekiel where it says you walk into the water and you're ankle deep. And then you go knee deep. And then you go waist deep. And then ultimately you can get into water that you can swim in. It's the call. He's calling. He's calling us. This is reaffirming today. Today the call for every person in here. If I were to ask you, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you, so you don't have to answer, but rhetorically I would say, anyone in here that's saved, if I ask you to raise your hand and you raised your hand, then I would say, okay, the rest of this message is for you. <laughs> it's for you. The rest of the message is for you. The person that says, yeah, I was saved. Yeah, what day? I, 1974. Perfect. This is for you. I was saved in 2021. Perfect. It's for you. I'm thinking about being saved. Excellent. Excellent. It's for you. I'm not really sure why I'm here. It's, it's for you too. It's for you. Today, the Lord is calling us to just shoot out an RSVP on this. I am going to confirm the invitation. You're inviting me into a new space. Verse 5. <laughs> Don't lose a minute. Don't lose a minute in building what you've been given. You don't have to lose a minute. We're going to pray in a minute. Actually, we're going to pray in about 15 minutes. But you don't have to wait 14 minutes. Do you? Do you? You don't have to wait a minute to say yes to what Jesus is calling you to. You don't have to wait a minute. You don't have to wait a minute. Doesn't have to be an altar call. Doesn't have to be the right song. Doesn't have to be Sunday. You don't have to wait a minute to say yes to salvation. I said yes to salvation in 2013. You clearly are not hearing me. <laughs> like, this is a call for all of us today to reaffirm the invitation. He says, you have this amazing invitation. Don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given. Don't lose a minute. Complimenting your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience. We were praying about that this morning, right? Passionate patience. Reverent wonder, warm friendliness, generous love, each dimension fitting and developing into the others. If, if you got a Bible, you just circle that. That'll keep you busy. <laughs> People are like, I don't really understand the Bible. All you need is right, just work on that. <laughs> I always say Philippians 2, I could just tear that page out and work on that for years. Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. <laughs> okay, I got plenty. This generous love fitting together with these qualities, active and growing. Wouldn't you love for those to be active and growing? Active and growing. You know how they get active and growing? They're a miraculous invitation that you say yes to. You know how you say yes to it? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Yes. You know what's crazy about salvation? You know what's crazy about salvation? It's so easy. It's unnaturally easy because it's unnatural. It's unnaturally easy because it's unnatural. It is supernatural. I was a mess. The data showed it. It wasn't hard for me to look at my life under the surface. You didn't see it on top, but it wasn't hard to look under the surface and see. Man, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm not doing good. And then recognize that I need a Savior. That wasn't hard either. And then when you realize and you come to believe that Jesus is that way, here's how you close the deal. Yes. I'd like you to come to lunch today. Yes. I got a lunch date. He's inviting. But here's what I don't want to be lost on us. He's not inviting just those who have never heard him. He's inviting those that know his name. He's inviting those that walked in the door knowing you were heaven-bound ready. He's inviting us. He's giving all of us that invitation. One of the churches that Melinda and I pastored, I made this, it was just a tagline, one step closer to him, everyone, every day. That was the goal of the whole thing, and I don't know if it's changed that much. It's not our tagline here, but in my heart, it's one step closer to him. Everyone, every day. The website was everyoneeveryday.com. One step closer, everyone, every day. That's the invitation. With these qualities active and growing in your lives, no grass grows under your feet, no day passes without its reward. Again, one translation says you're neither barren nor unfruitful. You won't be barren. You won't be unfruitful. You'll mature in your experiences of our master Jesus. And without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you, oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. The last two verses I want to bring to you today. So friends, what's it say? Confirm God's invitation to you. May the Lord help us. Confirm God's invitation to you, his choice of you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Who wants to say yes? I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes because I've been praying that way for a few days now. Like, Lord... I surrender to you. <laughs> That's what I did 31 years ago. And you get good at this, and you get a rhythm, and you can figure it out, just like everything else. And God calls us. This book is written because we need it. 
We need to be called back into these spaces where we confirm the invitation to us. The one He gave us, we confirm it. We bring it back. That's what's going on up here. How many times do you take a communion? He died once. But He invites us every day. He died once and we celebrate all that is wrapped in to that invitation. And it becomes alive to us. We reconnect with it. We confirm the invitation. His choice of who? 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 His choice of you. You. Anyone here think that's not you? I was singing to Zoe this morning. I was. I thought that, that, that invitation is for Zoe. For Zoe to say yes. That invitation is for every person in this building. It's for the pastor's son to say yes. It's for the pastor to say yes. It's for the guys in the handsome guys in the sound booth to say yes. <laughs> Everybody in here. And frankly, here's all you have to do. You're inviting me? The woman at the well said, you shouldn't be inviting me. She knew the rules. She said, why are you a Jew talking to me, a Samaritan? You're not supposed to be talking to me. I know you're not supposed to be talking to me. Anybody feeling that in here when the Lord's talking to you? Hey, the week I had or the heart that I'm whatever and what I thought and did, you're not supposed to be talking to me. Jesus says, I'm here in the middle of the day. You think I came here on accident? It's like I came here to see you. Because the invitation is to you, to me. And he simply invites and we can simply say, yes, don't put it off. Do it now. Confirm the calling. One translation says, confirm, his, make, his, make his calling and election sure. Did anybody memorize that verse? Make his calling and election sure. We just went through an election, didn't we? A couple guys I voted for didn't get elected. I noticed. <laughs> I voted for a couple of guys and they didn't get elected. And I thought, what if it was a one-vote, two-step process? What if that's what was going on? I was invited to vote. There were signs. <laughs> What if it was a one-vote, two-step process? What if I vote for those, these two guys in particular, I voted for two guys, they didn't get elected. What if I voted for one of those guys, and the process was, I vote for you, and you accept it, and you're in. How about that? What if that was our election process? Because that's what I'm talking about. Jesus says, I'm voting for you, and you simply say, yes, I accept it. That is what is looking you right in the eye right now. That's what's looking you right in the eye right now. Arnett, come on, man. Every song you sang today, I want you to sing now again, I think, is really what's going on. <laughs> I heard stuff in all of them.
Wouldn't that be a good deal? I want this guy to be, does the chief of police get voted on? Is that a voting thing? Sheriff? Sheriff does. I want this guy to be sheriff. I want Joe to be sheriff. And, and so I say, I want you to be sheriff. I'm voting for you. He says, okay. And he's sheriff. That's just how it should work. And somebody in here is going to go, that is not fair. And I will say, exactly. Exactly. When the Lord calls you, the invitation that he's giving you, it's not fair. I get it. You know too, don't you? It's not fair. But he's calling you. And when you say yes, you can make that calling sure. You can make that election sure. You can confirm the invitation. Trends tell us. Do you know how many people are in here today? Any idea? We'll say 100. It's more than 100, but we'll say 100. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, and Melinda. Okay, so these first two rows and Melinda, these, these 16 people. Trends of history, like, like, like business, innovation, the iPhone, like every, everything. Trends of history. Tell us. And people will tell you that it does not vary. That to the 100 people that I'm speaking to today, there are 16 that are ready to do something with it. It's called the diffusion of innovation theory. Most people know it as the bell curve. 100 people in the room. I'm sweating up here. (laughs) I'm pouring my heart out to you. My passion, my energy, my intensity, my belief, my trust, I don't know, my anointing, the whole thing, the whole package. The laws of nature tell us that two rows and one person are ready to do something with it. 3% of those people are innovative. 13% of them are early adopters. And there's your 16 people out of 100. The next group of 32 are going to wait and watch them, and then the back majority are going to wait and watch those 32, and then the last 16% just have to have an iPhone to talk to their kids. So they get an iPhone. They tell you it never changes. It doesn't vary. That's how it is. And it doesn't matter what you're putting out there. It doesn't matter what you're presenting. It doesn't matter what your product is. As long as you're dealing with human beings, that is a, it's called the law of. Not the theory of, the con- it's the law of the diffusion of innovation. Like, that is a deal. I would love to break that open today. I would love to break that wide open. I extended my hands over this balcony earlier this morning, and I asked God to save every single person in this room. And all you have to do is say yes. You just say yes. There's an invitation for you, and you just say yes. Where are we going to eat? It's okay. (laughs) Where are we going? It's okay. You realize that I know where I am, 
And he is calling me to life-changing experiences greater than I have ever experienced. And I'm just going to say yes. This isn't a church where every Sunday we ask people to make a confession of faith. We just don't do that. Maybe we should. We don't. This isn't that. This is something directly from the Holy Spirit today. Like This is directly for us today. You're here for a reason. Like This is it. This is today for you. Put everything else behind. All the stuff you're thinking about, all the what-ifs, all the but I, how I am, how I live, where I, how I was yesterday. Oh, I'm not the one inviting you. I'm just trying to let you know there's an invitation. The invitation isn't coming from me. It's coming from the Lord. The Lord is offering this invitation to you. I'm encouraging you to say yes. Would you stand with me? So I guess what I would encourage you to do however you need to pray to get past the stuff that's blocking you right now, whatever that is. Whatever that is. Whatever the thoughts are, whatever the history. I could make a longer explanation, but I'll tell you that in Romans 8, it tells us there's only one thing that blocks us from the love of God. There's a whole list of things that it it seems like nothing blocks us from the love of God, but that's not true. You're not reading it close enough. (laughs) What blocks you from the love of God is it says nothing present, nothing future. It doesn't say past. You will, not, you will not find past in that list. List angels, depths, height, demons, every, sword, distress, that's everything. It does not say past. Your past will keep you from the love of God because you hold on to it. It's not like it isn't shining. You just clouded it all over. I, I did the same thing. I get it. Like, that's how I know it works that way, right? Yeah. You got to let go of that. This is just a group of a bunch of broken people that God has been really good to. And he extends his love for us. And if you see anything good in us, it is because we have been saying yes. And even when we don't say yes, he gives a little prod. and He's like, come on, man. Come back. Say yes. Yes to salvation. Because salvation is about connection to Christ. This is all about a call to connection to Christ today. That's the whole thing. I'm not even sure how to spell Jesus. That's okay. Look around. This church exists to disciple you. We're not the ones that save you, but we are here to disciple you. We are here to walk with you. We are here to struggle with you. We are here to journey with you and pray with you and succeed with you and fail with you and worship with you and celebrate with you and love on you and be loved by you. And that's why this thing is here. That's why we're here. Look around. There's a bunch of folks that are right in this same spot. I welcome you to say yes. Confirm his invitation. Lord, let's pray it. Wherever you are right now, pray in it. Jesus, I say yes to you. Today, thank you for drawing me back to those early prayers. I surrender myself to you. Thank you for your presence in my life. I thank you for your goodness to me. I thank you for your calling. I thank you that you humble me. I thank you that you break me down, frankly, 
I thank you that you talk to my heart. I thank you that you tell me about myself. And I thank you that you get me out of the way. And you love me when I'm in the way, and you, you're good to me, and you help me. You help us lead, and you help us grow, and you help us serve, and you help us pray. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. There's brokenness in me and need in me. And you are the Savior that I believe in. I don't understand everything about you. But you're the Savior I believe in. There's a tug in my heart that says yes to you. Thank you. Fill me, change me, guide me, lead us all together as a community of faith. From our children, oldest people in here, folks that have been living for you for decades. We all say yes to you today. Yes, 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 yes. You're inviting us. Best invitation I have ever received. And I say yes to you. You shouldn't be talking to me. And I say yes to you. You want me elected. And I say yes to you. I am confirming that calling in my life. And I will walk off this platform with a freshness of salvation. And I pray that it fills this room, every heart and mind in this room. The conversions to who you are and your salvation is real today. I pray it to be so. Jesus' name and Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Andy. 176. 176 people in this place today. But the word that I caught that I keep thinking about from this morning, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, and there's a word in there. The word's multiply. Multiply grace and peace. To Jesus came that we would have life and have life abundantly. You're in here and life has happened in your soul. Jesus has been cultivating it. Grace and peace you cannot buy at Walmart. Amazon doesn't sell it. Nobody on the street has it that they have not been given it by the Lord of the Lord of hosts. So when he gave you life, that's what he gave you. And that verse says, I want to multiply your grace and peace. 176 people multiplying times anything. If you've got life, it's a lot more. If you have just received life in Jesus and you multiply it by the people in this room and the grace that they have received, you have a lot more than you started with. That salvation message and connecting to Jesus says, I want to multiply that in you. And sometimes that's scary. If I multiplied all the things that I have in my life, I would be overwhelmed with it. I would have to really work to give it all away. Because it seems like I can only give things away at one time. I can maybe share my life with you one-on-one, maybe two-on-one. But Jesus wants to multiply it. He wants to multiply your grace and the salvation that we 
have and enjoy. And that means you can't give it away faster than he can multiply it in you. This connections that we've had, and we value connection as we get together and we can multiply the grace that we've received as we share it together. And that means you can give it away. You give it away at school to people who don't have grace and peace because they couldn't pick it up at Walmart on the way. And they're frustrated at home and the bus ride is scary. And anxiety wells up in me. Hopefully, these 176 people are multiplying your grace and peace that you have excess to give away on the bus, in the awkward meeting at work, in the tension where maybe I don't have all the resources. Grace and peace have been multiplied to you. Now you get that to give away. It's multiplied because you can't give it away fast enough. Let that be your mission this week, to give away what God multiplies in you. Such a privilege. And you can trust that there's more to come. But it doesn't come from Walmart. It comes from the creator who designed you and exactly what you need. More than you can ask or imagine. Thank you for being in this space. Thank you for walking in the tension of being delivered from deliverance, which we talked about last week. You missed last week's message. Go on the, go on the app and, and listen to that. Delivered from deliverance where we walk in the space where we need salvation and the joy of that and grace and peace be multiplied to us. May grace and peace be multiplied to each of you as you interact with each other and as you go and take that into people, maybe they don't have life. Maybe they're not feeling multiplied. You can do that. Thank you for doing it in my life. For your smiles as you walk in the door, for your handshakes, for the touches on the back that sometimes you don't even know who did it. You're multiplying grace to one another. That's a cool job. Thank you, Lord, for all these people. Let them have grace abundant. They go on about their week. In Jesus' name.